0: There is simply no question. The Indianapolis Colts need to find a way to win on Sunday. The Indiana Hoosiers have got to find a way to win tonight. And the Indiana Pacers, what are we looking at in this team as they wrap up the preseason tonight? This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, October fifteenth, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. Hey, hey, call Dr. Mike O'Neill and you say, Dr. Mike, I'd like some great teeth. Can you hook me up? And he's going to give you the hookup. And you're going to call 317-849-2933. And he's going to take good care of you. All right, let's talk about the Colts. I don't know who that was an imitation of. I don't think it was an imitation of anyone at all. Good morning, what's for breakfast? There is no breakfast. Julie's got the day off. It's wonderful for her. Colts. They take on Davis Mills and the Houston Texans this week. And now I know, you say Davis Mills. Who the hell is Davis Mills? He's a rookie out of Stanford, third-round pick. And last week, he was really pretty good against the Patriots. Uh, he, he went hey, 21 of 29, 312, 3-0, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a passer rating of 141.7. He may be getting good at the wrong time. He really doesn't have anybody to throw to. He's got Cooks. They have no running game. Ingram is 78 years old with a 3.1 yards per carry average. The defense is nothing to write home about. Laramie Tunsil is hurt. What it looks like is that the Colts should just steamroll the Texans, but we know this about the Colts. They don't steamroll teams. It's not that they play down to the competition, but what they try to do is win. They don't care about a gaudy looking score. They don't care about winning 44 to 7. You know what I mean? What they want to do is get the W against a bad team. The Colts at 1 and 4 are a 10-point favorite. I cannot remember any time in the last 15 years that a 1 and 4 team has been a double digit favorite even at home which Colts are this Sunday at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. But they got to win this game. You talk about must-win games, like I get it, that's overblown, but you must win this game. If you lose to a completely dilapidated Houston Texans franchise, even on a short week like this one, coming off that horrifying loss to the Ravens in Baltimore, my God, this thing, and especially if Davis Mills lights you up like he did last weekend against the Patriots, there is going to be hell to pay in Indianapolis, and I think that fans are going to demand some kind of culpability from that defense. Kevin Bowen at 1070thefan.com wrote a terrific piece about accountability with the defense. When is it going to come? You have to be accountable. Who is accountable for this defense and for what happened during the last four possessions against the Baltimore Ravens? Who? Locally, fans They point at Matt Eberflus and they say, look, bend, don't break, doesn't work very well. Bend and then break is just a terrible scheme for a defense. And that's kind of what Eberflus has brought to Indianapolis with historic game scores by opposing quarterbacks. Drew Brees in 2019, Gardner Minshew last year, and Lamar Jackson last week broke records had historic days against that defense of the Indianapolis Colts, and it can't happen. Pay should be back. Uh, he says he's going to be back. He spoke with the media yesterday. Rhodes, he was limited yesterday. Yassine limited yesterday. If Rhodes and Yassin can play and play the entire game, that gives that defensive backfield, that secondary kind of a boost, and that's a good thing for the Indianapolis Colts. Braden Smith, Kamoko Terre, Jordan Wilkins, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, I got it right. I say Roberto because we got Rigoberto and we got Rodrigo. Where's Roberto? I keep saying Roberto Blankenship. It's not Roberto. It's it's uh, Rodrigo. For goodness sake, Sendejo. They did not practice yesterday, and and so there you go. No surprises on the the injury report for the Texans. We know that Tunsil's out, so we'll hope for the best. How about the Philadelphia Eagles? The Eagles last night get beat by the Bucks, And here is Jalen Hurts' stat line. He was 12 of 26 for 115. That's 4.4 yards per passing attempt and a passer rating of 55.7. Running the football, he's 10 of 44. That is also a 4.4 yards per attempt average running. So, do you think that the Philadelphia Eagles... And Eagles fans are not looking at Carson Wentz and saying, what would we be with him, right? Wayne, what's going on with Braden Smith? That's a hell of a good question. This foot is taking a lot longer to heal than the Colts thought, or he would have gone on IR. The way IR works these days, three weeks. You got to sit for three weeks. That's it. By the way, Quentin Nelson's three weeks is going to be up. Braden Smith, he's been out for a while, hadn't he? And, and they didn't IR him, and they didn't sign another guy. And that may be because, why would they when they're so close to the cap? They, they can't go over the cap. And pl- and I want to caution everybody. They, the people keep talking about Trey Flowers, and they talked about Richard Sherman. And uh, Richard Sherman last night pulled a hamstring. So there you go. This is why you don't deal with guys who are on the street in their 30s at the cornerback position. Because their health, very, very difficult to prognosticate, to predict. And, and so what do you want? You want to spend money on a guy like Richard Sherman, who, number one, is 32 years old and his best footballs behind him and is likely to get injured. Chris Ballard didn't, and he was right not to. But Philadelphia, you don't think they're, like, scratching their heads or some other part of their body thinking, hey, Carson Wentz. That'd be pretty good for us right now. He looks like he's been rejuvenated in Indianapolis, and he has. Uh, The Hoosiers, they're back after a week off. They got the Michigan State Spartans, and I can't figure this one out because the Spartans are four-and-a-half-point favorites, only four-and-a-half-point favorites. They're the number 10 team in the country, and they're undefeated. And Indiana has been beaten by every team it was supposed to compete with. Right, like Indiana, uh, I I agree with that. Use Mo Ali Cox more. I love Mo. Uh, Indiana has lost to uh, Iowa. They've lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Penn State. They've been outscored in Big Ten play, 58 to six. Michael Penix may not play it. Maybe Jack Tuttle under center for the Hoosiers. In what way is this a team that projects to be uh, a loser in this thing by four and a half points? Like, this is, I don't understand how they aren't 11 point dogs. I just don't get it. Uh, Section 420. You know what? The higher you are in in Lucas Oil Stadium, the more hell you got to raise. That's the rule. Good for you. Good morning, LJ. How are you doing? Uh, With Penix not playing, potentially, Indiana's going to have a tough time scoring. That defense has not been great against good teams, they've allowed a lot of points against Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, Michigan State, no different. Now, the schedule hadn't been kind to Indiana, and it's going to get worse with Ohio State coming to town next weekend. they got to figure out a way to win one of these games. Look, if you want to be mentioned among the elite, you have got to play with the elite, and you've got to compete successfully against them. Good morning, Sean. How are you? So, that's Indiana. Good luck down in Bloomington. Have a, uh, have a fun time. Uh, against the spartans and hopefully indiana and tom allen are able to kind of get over the hump and get a meaningful win not just beat teams like western kentucky and uh uh idaho good morning brian how are you pacers they wrap up their preseason tonight at home at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse field house against the cleveland cavaliers uh espn had an interesting thing they ranked uh NBA teams based upon kind of sex appeal, brand value, that kind of thing, zeitgeist. And uh, the Pacers came in 24th. So there you go. And that makes sense because this is a decidedly non-sexy team with non-sexy assets. The sexiest thing about Indiana Pacers basketball right now, the touchless bathrooms, at least downstairs. I don't know what you got upstairs. But downstairs, you got touchless bathrooms, including closing the door, which has always been a bugaboo, right? I've been flushing toilets in in public restrooms with my feet since I can remember. All right, you take your shoe, you put it on the thing, and off it goes. But the thing that I couldn't get around and the thing that you kind of had to touch, I would even go in the door like this, like a surgeon, right? Open the door with my back so I didn't touch anything. I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm not stupid. As you go into the stall, though, how you close the door, you can do that with your knee, but then lock it. Locking it's tough without using your fingers. But what the Pacers have done, they've got a touchless uh, door-closing thing. It's open. You wave your hand in front of this thing, and whoop, the door closes. It's a miracle. The, The bathrooms are the sexiest thing about the team. That roster is not sexy. Chris Duarte was not a sexy first-round pick, but Chris Duarte is going to be the NBA Rookie of the Year. Malcolm Brogdon, there is nothing sexy about Malcolm Brogdon. Karis LeVert, little sexiness in his play, but not a whole lot. This is a Miles Turner, not sexy as a player. This team, the broadcast on Valley Sports, Chris Denary, Quinn Buckner, Jeremiah Johnson. I love all three guys. Not sexy. You know, they they are not going to leap out of your TV, grab your attention, and say, hey, listen to me. That is not what they do. Uh, And that's not bad. Mark Boyle, decidedly not sexy, although excellent. So sexy doesn't necessarily convert into a, a lack of quality in the broadcast. And that's not what I'm trying to impart in my description of Denary Buckner and Jeremiah. All right, they are really good at their jobs. They're just not sexy. Um, and Indiana's 24th, really in large part because they have one of the best looking courts in the NBA, which I totally agree with. ESPN says that, I totally agree. So, Pacers, Cavs tonight, and then Wednesday night they open the regular season in Charlotte, and we hope that Karis LeVert is ready to go because it's all hands on deck. Like, if you don't have LeVert, Brogdon, and Warren, you're down three starters again this year. What the hell is going on? And with the Colts, what do we got? Problems with the water supply? What are we doing? I don't pull hamstrings. I do have a high ankle sprain that I've had for about eight months, and it's driving me crazy. But you know what? I don't go on the IR. I continue to compete. Um, High school football tonight. All over the state, final regular season games, Tom Brady, MVP. Ah! I don't even like to hear it. I want Peyton Manning back. If Brady can still play, tell me that Peyton Manning doesn't have a couple of good games in it. Let's go. Cathedral and Center Grove tonight at the former Arlington High School is going to be a great game, and it's going to be a stiff test. For sophomore Danny O'Neill, the quarterback for Cathedral, who's been terrific. Cathedral undefeated, really unchallenged this year. Center Grove's going to provide a challenge. There are two teams in the Sagarin ratings among high school uh, football teams in Indiana with scores with ratings over 100. Cathedral, Center Grove, they play tonight. Going to be fantastic. There goes Julie with her hood up. This is how she feels about the Colts and the Hoosiers this weekend. It's a hood-up weekend for Julie. That's not good. We'll talk later this afternoon with Ivan the Idol and get his picks for this weekend, assuming it's not raining because Ivan doesn't move. He, he'll sit out in the rain. He'd rather be in the rain than come indoors. Uh, by the way, subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. Uh, Sean says hi, Julie. Hey. Julie says hey, Sean. Anyway, Cathedral-Center Grove tonight should be a great game. Why is she hiding? because she doesn't feel positive about the Colts, the Hoosiers, or the Pacers this weekend, for God's sake. Um, East Central at Roncalli, Garrett at Culver, Terre Haute North is at Burbuff, Bloomington South at Chittard, HSE is at Brownsburg, Zionsville at Fishers, Carmel at Lawrence Central, North Central at Ben Davis, Pike at Lawrence North, Westfield at Franklin Central, and Floyd Central at New Albany. Glenn says hey, too. Go to a high school football game, unless it's raining. Don't be a nut, you know. If it's raining, don't go. Uh, I'm going no matter what. I'm going to go see Danny O'Neill play for Cathedral. If he can beat Center Grove tonight, I, uh, I'm all in behind that kid as a sophomore. Birthdays being celebrated by Facebook friends. The great Chris Corley, happy birthday. William Wick, Ma- Malachi Young, Melissa bostock Rising, happy birthday. Uh, the great Ron Sexton celebrating a birthday. The great Kipper McGee. Happy birthday, the great Shea Boyle. Happy birthday, love Shea Boyle. Sam Turpin, the great Jeff Kegg. Win Hoosiers for Jeff Kegg, would you? Julie Yunker, happy birthday. And uh, Juhan Mills, or Julian Mills, happy birthday, Juhan. (laughs) Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, Shelbyville football, we don't do Shelbyville. I'm sorry. There's just uh, limited interest. We'll talk to you later today. (laughs) The Orb is not doing well. We haven't consulted the Orb in several weeks. He had a bad week. Ivan the Idol was much better, so he's stuck with Ivan the Idol. We'll do that again this afternoon. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Inside Indiana Sports Now. About uh, 4 o'clock. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.